0: All right, everybody, here we go. Uh, welcome to KBN Live. You're just now jumping on here. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm your host Jeff Malott, of course. My buddy Ryan, my partner, Ryan Lambert, is on the road to Texas, Oklahoma. He's going out to uh, do a little filming and shoot some turkeys, I believe. So we'll miss him tonight. I'm gonna we'll try to hold it down, Well we got a, a really good panel tonight. We're gonna talk a little a little business. We're gonna switch over and. Uh, It'd be like fox business and be kbn business tonight talking with some uh industry leaders out there from from all across the country we've got uh aaron roberts from next Advant- adventure adventure uh, paddle sports out in oregon we got james from h24 outdoors here in arkansas and, and brian vincent from from arc obamax river company over in virginia we appreciate you gentlemen joining us tonight
1: appreciate it yeah no man.
0: uh like I said, you guys are from all over the country, so let's just to kind of start out on the East Coast. Uh, Brian, kind of give us a little background about, you know, what you got going out there about your shop and, and uh, you know, what you guys are all about, and we'll just kind of go across, and then and then we'll start with the questions.
2: Well, uh, Adamag's River Company or uh, website, PaddleVA.com, and uh, we've been in business since 1977. Uh, we are, uh, we occupied two... 70-yard long warehouses. They're tin roof. They were built in 1926 and they're slammed full of paddle craft awesome so,
1: James uh, James with ht4 outdoors in Central Arkansas in Conway. Um, we've been open since 2016 um, We are a kayak special or kayak fishing specialty store in downtown Conway. Yeah
0: All right, last but not least Aaron out West
1: I'm Aaron Roberts, and I'm with Next Adventure.
3: I'm at the Scappoose Bay location and located at the Scappoose Bay Marina, um, and we're right on the water here. We've got a floating dock, boathouse, uh, airplane hangar that we've got a rental fleet in and a public dock next to you. Uh, we've got a bunch of boats on the side yard over here. We've got a full showroom. So uh, we do full rentals, tours, and sell kayaks right out of here.
0: Awesome. So could you cast out your window and catch one? Would that be a possibility or no?
3: I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I, I've seen some carp jumping in the in the shallow waters. So this is still tidal. Uh, so just out of the bay here, you paddle about a mile and a half, and you get to the, the Multnomah Channel, and then you could head out to the Columbia and get to the ocean, even if you wanted. Um, so we still get a little tidal swing here, even though it is fresh water. So the the carp really like the mud. Yeah, nature. I got
0: you. I got you. Well, let's let's start with you, man. I know you know we're in the midst of this this. COVID pandemic, the coronavirus outbreak, it's on everybody's mind. It's got people's jobs messed up. Uh, you know, it, the outdoor industry is not uh, unaffected by this, obviously. So I wanted to have you guys on to talk about the industry in general, but but definitely, you know, how you've adjusted to this and, and how this has affected your business. Uh, so, Aaron, what you know, what's going on out there? Have you guys, you know, made adjustments or dealt with with what's going on with the, with the pandemic right now?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously things are weird all over the place right now. I I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but you know, we're doing the social distancing out here and we're not having people in the store. Um, we're still up and running. We're still doing very well. We're very, uh, very poised and ready for the new year, the new summer. Um, The biggest change that we've made is, is doing a lot of stuff by a phone. I mean, we, we had a good move made uh, not too long ago to move all of our inventory onto our website. Uh, next and that's really helped us through this. We're able to uh, deal with calls through web get orders done um, We're doing in-store pickup so people can pick up kayaks and things accessories uh, at our stores just on the curbside um, Just kind of adapting with it and making it work and we're still selling boats
0: Have you have you seen any drop in business out your way or any any anything change?
3: yeah i mean there's there's obviously a a drop in the accessories just because we don't have people walking through the store finding stuff um but as far as boats we're still selling them as as quick as we can and uh it's looking really good i mean obviously we're wondering how many boats we're going to be refilling behind the ones that we're selling um we just don't know what manufacturing is going to look like this summer yeah Uh, but for the time being i mean we're hitting hitting our boat numbers just fine even exceeding at times so Uh, i think a lot of people are seeing the the stimulus check come in and if they don't have something it has to immediately go to they're they're putting it back up to a a nice family owned local business and uh uh, getting out on the water which is great
0: yeah that's what we need to happen so james uh you know here in arkansas we haven't gone to full lockdown uh mode but there are a lot of people that are out of work and, and things so what have you been doing there to to kind of make things uh keep on keeping on with your shop
1: Well, the nice thing about it is, um, you know, when this all kind of started in around uh, mid-February, 1st of March, uh, we were a little bit down on the boat side of things, but we were also under construction at that point in time. So that kind of made things a little bit uh, tough, but the online business, you know, our inventory is real-time, so the online business was going pretty good, um, and it continues to go pretty good. uh, But our fishing accessories are just off the chart right now. I mean, the, the tackle side is going like crazy.
0: Yeah, James, so. your shop is, is not only, a, I mean, you're a tackle shop slash kayak dealer, right? So Yes, sir. And it seems like, I don't know about in, in, you know, Brian and Aaron's area, but I've seen more people at the boat ramps and fishing than I've seen maybe in years.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what's going on. Oh, yeah, so. oh, yeah everybody's getting out for sure.
0: So, Brian, over your way, I know I know ARC. I said I couldn't pronounce the name, but you got me squared away on that. But ARC is, is kind of nationally known anyway, but you guys ship everywhere. So, you know, what What have you experienced? What have you guys done out your way uh, to, to kind of stem the tide with all this?
2: Uh, we've gone through a couple different iterations of guidelines. You know, at first it started off with uh, sort of shopping by appointment and trying to mitigate how many folks we had in our – Different uh, store locations at a time, and then once that became a bit untenable, we moved to uh, pickup only for orders placed either over the phone or online, and that has worked out real well. We've incorporated some local uh, sort of discount uh, delivery options as well uh, to try and to try and help out some folks who don't want to leave their house, uh, and overall, like. You know, I think, in general, in downturn times when we see economic downturn, the outdoor industry traditionally does well because people begin to cancel their extravagant vacations and they start to look at closer to home vacations. They start to look at getting outside and recreating. So, we've seen that, and uh, you know, we've seen a good fair bit of business. the The issue now. Uh, as Aaron may have spoken to a little bit about is just sort of restock, you know, who's open, what capacity are they open? Um, and that, that became, becomes another, you know, we always have a guessing game when you're buying for a season, but now it's, it's even more entertaining, I guess, in some senses. Right. Uh,
0: if you guys are just getting on here now and you've got any questions, please shoot them into the chat. We'll get to them here in a little bit. And if you don't mind, if you want to help us out, especially if you know any of these, these shop owners and managers here, uh, share this over to your local group so people can get this, this info. But uh, what you just said there, Brian, kind of leads into the next thing, which is supply chain issues. Uh, anybody, Any of you can jump in, but what have you heard from manufacturers or, or know of any kind of uh, supply chain issues you're gonna be facing here soon? Anything in particular?
1: Well, Old Town's been a little bit behind the power curve right now for us. I mean, they're one of our, they're our biggest supplier um, they're back up and running this week, so it looks like they'll be shipping. So, but the big thing is their Sportsman Series boats were supposed to be um, out by now, and now they're, uh, you know, other than the motor kayaks, they're still a little bit behind on that. So, yeah, hopefully yeah. that'll that'll be working out.
0: Yeah, they shut down their factory for two or three weeks there to disinfect and let people stay home, so it kind of threw everything out of way. I know people are anxious for that. For sure. What about what about you out there, Brian? You got anybody that's Kind of said, hey, look, we're not going to be able to to hit this number if you need these certain items or anything coming from overseas. You you've run into yet?
2: Well, I mean, no, uh, we got the uh, old town was was uh, temporary closed, but now they're back up and running. I know, uh, you know, we've already got some stuff lined up with them. Then we got Feel Free was kind of a little bit closed for a short spell, but they're they're running full steam right now. And Hobie, of course, still closed, so that's probably jamming a few folks up uh, and then confluence has uh, is is kind of in a interesting spot where they're not necessarily manufacturing a whole lot of stuff at the moment, but trying to move product they currently have on hand and so uh, you know that's a that's a that's a game we're playing and and people. Uh, are able to play as far as uh, negotiating what they have available and what you think you can move.
0: Is the Confluence stuff any any product of that the buyout and the reorg that's still going on, or is it
2: just part of normal business? No, right? I mean you're looking. I think a lot of it is you know you think about your REIs. you furloughed three three months worth like their employees for three months basically, so they right. shut down all the locations, 162 whatever it is. Uh, and then they furloughed their employees for three months. So you know you're not bringing in a lot of product there. Uh, back country's been struggling. You can see that because they tried to lowball the industry this spring. So you knew that they were hurting for cash. Uh, and then, you know, your dicks and all those folks were already dropped back 30% on their big box boats. And those are all pretty much closed up. So there's a vacuum there. And... uh so, you know, some of those manufacturers are hurting because they don't have some of those windows to push product, but now it's a, you know, as they say, seeing an opportunity uh, isn't a skill, it's a choice, and specialty right now has the uh, choice to see an opportunity here.
0: It all comes back around, huh, eventually.
2: No. Yep
3: you know we're not having a lot of trouble right now uh with boats because we we get our orders in pretty quick and we buy big orders when we do so we've got a full warehouse full of boats um so it's not a, a pressing concern um but we we do a fair amount of whitewater business up here i know this is a fishing talk but um we do a fair amount of that and you know we just there's issues with for instance we got a, a container that was coming from the UK and it just got held up in Panama forever and it's just like, you know, you don't know when they're going to land and um, it's funny things like that that you just don't ever think about being an issue until the world shuts down. Um, but for the most part, we're doing good uh, as far as inventory is concerned. In fact, we get a lot of orders from out of state across the country that are oaring stuff because they can't find it anywhere closer. Um, obviously, at some point, that'll run out. But um we're feeling pretty good right now. There is actually some opportunity as well. You know, talking about the Dick Sporting Goods and things like that. that they're getting these containers of boats, and, and they're saying, "Oh, we'll have, we don't want these." And so then we come in and buy them and keep moving boats. So it's just about adapting to the situation, like you said. You know, finding places to uh, take advantage and
0: yeah. And you know, we're an unfortunate. You know time in this country but uh you know the stem checks somebody mentioned that earlier the stem checks just went out to a lot of people and a lot of people are still working so for the ones that that didn't necessarily need it the idea you know was to to let that flow into a small business or somewhere else that they could use it so have you guys noticed any any bump in the last week or two after that happened
1: oh yeah yeah definitely. oh yeah I, it's, I mean those things hit probably first to mid of april and yeah, we've seen we've
0: seen a big bump this month, for sure. Yeah. Hey, Keegan Ward, who's also a shop owner here in Arkansas, he said, have you guys noticed any shipping cost increase?
2: <laughs> uh, shipping costs are always increasing. Always increasing. <laughs> yeah, when it's not.
0: <laughs> a- any trouble shipping? Is there anybody out there, you know, you having trouble getting enough stuff across the country? I figure demand for that's lower now, isn't it?
2: No, I mean, it's... You know, I think it's it's a it's an issue. I think that uh, that anybody that plays that national e-commerce game, you have to keep a close eye on. I mean, it's definitely something we we pay attention to. You're seeing it increasingly. Like, you look at uh, you know, if you're shipping right now, if if, if a lot of the big box stores aren't moving product, then there's a lot of specialty shops getting a lot of purchases for boats that are 800 bucks or cheaper, right? Because everybody's trying to like, I'll try this thing out while I got time. I got a little bit of disposable income. And then you're shipping them for 75 bucks or you're charging 75 bucks. You're kind of losing on that bet if you start paying attention to it and uh, and scanning those numbers. I mean, it's a volume game and if you can play it real big, then you kind of eke out a little bit. But the reality is once you start calculating manpower uh, you know hourly rate and and uh, Materials and all the other factors and then the on on top of that the subsidized shipping that you're doing a lot of times in that sub 800 category you're just not making enough cheese off the top to really make it worthwhile when you're uh, uh, You know take a closer look at it. Yeah, For sure
0: James Aaron you guys uh Notice any uptick in that and shipping stuff out, or is it been kind of more the same?
1: We haven't noticed. I mean, we've been getting orders from Crescent fairly regularly, and I haven't noticed any uptick in shipping from them. Um, but uh, and OT hasn't announced any any changes to their shipping
0: yet. I guess, I guess you're all kind of playing the same game, no matter where you're located in the country, right? For sure. So, you know, with you, James. You're dealing with with tackle as well. Did you got Aaron Brian? Do you guys deal with any kind of fish and tackle at your places?
2: No, no.
3: We're just we're just starting up. We've got uh, we have salmon up here, obviously. So we've got flashers in stock now. Um, we're starting to carry hooks, and uh, we're bringing line in. Um, we've got dial diao rods and reels, um, and we've brought Garmin fish finders in. So we're kind of starting to move into that direction a little bit. Um, it's traditionally something we haven't done in the past. It's kinda of taken some fishermen to get hired into the company to go, hey, we should do this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I was listening to uh, Bass Talk Live the other day and they were talking about some of the same stuff and, and that's an issue people, you know, a lot of the soft plastics, I guess, and terminal tackle and different things come from China and different places and, and there's, a, there's a backup there. So like James, have you noticed any kind of uh, hard to get items? That that you normally um, have no problem with?
1: Haven't noticed that yet. Um, not in anything we've done. Now, getting it shipped. Once again, that supply line thing of um, two of our big uh, tackle distributors are working on skeleton crews. So they're where they normally have shipping of. You know, we have it in a day or two. Usually, it's four or five days. So you got to kind of plan on that because tackle's one of those things that you're ordering sometimes twice a week yeah. to try to stay ahead of it.
0: So one thing I wanted to touch on tonight, you know, tackle, boats, whatever, anything to do with the fishing industry. You know, ICAST is kind of where it's at in the summertime, and that just recently got canceled. So what impact, if any, do you think that's going to have on uh, the big reveals for these companies and, and, you know, what kind of adjustments you think they're going to make? You know, obviously it's going to have to be all virtual or, you know, the whole marketing plan is going to have to kind of change. It seems from a consumer standpoint, what do you guys think is going to happen?
3: So I haven't been to an ICAST, but I, I always keep up and watch videos every year. Um, I think that there's opportunity for a better way to do this. You know, One of the things we're talking about um, is we've got a demo day, you know, several demo, demo days throughout the summer, and some of the things we're talking about is, is changing more to a social media platform where we can you know, have people on like we're doing right now and have people ask questions and uh, get a little more direct contact. Um, to try and engage those people, you know, if you just have like a video that Is boring people out they're not going to keep on um, but being able to let those manufacturers kind of control out their reveals are done and, and Let them kind of grow that a little bit. I think might be a good thing rather than getting Secondhand news from a thousand guys walking around a showroom um, But That's just my personal thought. I, I think that it could be just as good.
0: Yeah, Brian, James, I, either one of you been down there or planning on going and now can't?
2: Uh, I've been uh, probably the past five or six years. Uh, I go to ICAST. Uh, I enjoy the the lights and spectacle, but it's basically you know it's an orgy of marketing. Uh, it's <laughs> not a buyer show. You are know? not you're not going there to to make purchasing decisions. You're going there to see the lights. And, if, uh, to see what kind of impact kayak fishing has in the much larger fishing market, uh, but you know it is fun and it's great to have all those different components of the fishing industry together because there's a lot of opportunity to
0: kind of kind of drop Brian there for a second. James, go ahead with what you were going to say about that.
1: Um, I think it's going to be if I was a marketing person right now for one of these big companies, I would be looking at. Um, seizing some opportunity to put my, you know, who's going to be first to drop that new boat? Who's going to get the most hype out there for their new for their new product? I mean, so now instead of that one big reveal that you're going to have, you know, like around that first week, all the teases leading up to it. Now I think you're going to have some people operate a little bit more on a on a timeline for when the boats will be available and when that tackle is going to be available versus you know everybody trying to rush to show something, you know, like. Certain companies that have shown boats is it I where they're not ready, ready for, for one to one two, two years, years after, after that. that. So, so I, think, I, I think some companies, companies are going to save a lot of money this year.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of people say sometimes that's the shops kind of have their orders in line, and and uh, ICAST or other shows like that are more of a, just a meet and greet. Would you guys agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, we always look at it as, you know, the the cost benefit of going to iCast versus not going. Um, but it is a lot of. I mean, there's a, you can make a lot of connections at iCast for sure. Sure, sure.
0: So you know, for us sitting at home, if you're not at iCast, you you kind of live through social media anyway. So I'll be interested to see how people, how the companies play that, how they how they decide to just use purely, you know, their websites and social media, YouTube, whatever, to to get this information
1: out. I bet you'll see a lot of influencers out, you know, like Old Town uses some influence, some YouTube influencers and things like that. I think you're going to see some people take up that opportunity to use some of those, you know, neutral influencers to launch product and give people opportunities like that. So I think there's going to be some opportunities for those people.
0: Yeah, you know, speaking of that, you know, Old Town kind of did something a little bit different this year and jumped into uh – the Bassmaster Classic for their big product reveal instead of waiting till ICAST and and now that's looking like uh, smartest move ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean it does. Yeah. Uh, do you think you'll see more people step away from uh, the the? Will ICAST come back like it was? Do you all think, or do you think those kind of shows in general, not just ICAST but PSR and other things like that, will will continue to happen, or are they are they going to go more towards the virtual world of things?
1: It's hard to say. I mean, I, I can't imagine being in Washington and trying to, you know, get everything, you know, get staff and what have you to ICAST. Um, there's got to be a lot of cost. And, you know, ICAST typically comes at one of the busier times of the year, so, you know, you're leaving your shop at one of the busiest times of the year. Trade shows are one of those things that they cost. I mean, from when I was, you know, in my previous life when I worked for a manufacturer, trade shows are, you know... It, it can be, sometimes it can be a good thing, sometimes it can be a bad thing, but it is a lot of money and a lot of logistics to get those trade shows oriented. And now the kayak companies kind of have to choose which one is, you know, which one do they go to? Do they go to ICAST? Do they go to PSR? I mean, I know PSR, at least for me, the last couple of years has been a pretty big disappointment. Now they've moved PSR back into outdoor retailer, so... It's going to be interesting because that's a lot of money they have to spend. Right. Yeah, um, I've, always,
3: I've always kind of felt that shows in general were always really tailored to to make customers happy. Right. I mean, they we have the shows because people like walking through and seeing all the shiny new stuff, and um, I think from an industry standard or industry standpoint, um, there's a lot to be gained by. Trying to do something a little different, maybe maybe we beef up OR a little bit better, and do you know some uh, some reveals at that, and people aren't walking, you know, it's just industry folks, just inside, inside industry. industry. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just I, I feel like there's there's definitely room for improvement in
0: that model. Hey, we got Brian back. We dropped him there. We dropped him there, and he was in the middle of what he was saying. So welcome back, Brian. Thanks, man. Sorry about that. Thanks.
2: No, remember
3: what you were saying,
2: though. Do I? <laughs> yeah, do you remember? I do. I do. I was talking about iCast. Yeah, man. So yeah, we kind of
0: continued on with that, but you, you can finish your thought. Like, you know, what's the future of iCast and those kind of shows in general? Do you think just a, a slow build back to that, or are they going to try to get something different?
2: I don't see uh you can like. You know, I know there's the big gear show, and those guys still haven't pulled the plug on their show. And then there's a Southeast show that's kind of building up down here as well. That's not till like a little later. Uh, and I think there's always still room for shows like that, especially if you have the demo component, uh, just adds the ability for, for buyers to really, for me, you know, I, I enjoy the aspect of really tapping into the product and getting a better understanding of whether or not i'm going to be able to push it effectively Uh, so i like that component you know it's always good as much as we're a digital uh country and 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 we've we've transitioned into that i still like the face-to-face conversations with people when it comes to the networking ideas absolutely
0: yeah the same thing kind of happens with kayak fishing tournaments uh you know, obviously you can do these tournaments online, but one of the best parts is the, the getting together with people, networking with people, especially the regional, national tournaments. So that's what we're really missing right now. I mean, there's still plenty of big online tournaments, but it's not the same. Yeah, just like a Zoom meeting, it's not the same.
1: <laughs> and in Arkansas, we've had we've had quite a few people show up to the to the live tournaments. We've had to move things around, but we're having we having some pretty stellar turnouts.
0: Yeah, man. So that, that was kind of what was going next was, you know, kayak fishing. The, you know, the sales part of it, from from a consumer side, it looks like it's booming. And the the tournament side, every tournament series everywhere just about is growing. So, the, you know, the sport was in the – it's still, I guess, in, the, in its early stages and still growing in a lot of areas and still has a lot of room to grow. But uh, I think, James, I know you're a tournament director. Aaron, you're a tournament director up your way. Have you noticed any kind of uh, – pull back on people turning out for anything. Are you still holding tournaments in your area? James you
3: wanna since you got cut off.
0: No, go ahead, James. I know you, you guys just had a tournament last weekend and it, you had a huge turnout. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, we had 48, 48 anglers on Lake Atkins in central Arkansas. It was it was a good turnout. Um, believe it or not, the you know what from what I heard was uh, the bass boats all behaved themselves, and it was, it was crowded, but everybody, you know, spaced out at the ramps, and everybody kind of did their thing. So, great turnout and great event.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And up here, where Aaron, you guys still holding stuff? Is it just all virtual?
1: Well, it's all
3: virtual, but it, it really hasn't affected us yet. Up here in the northwest, our spawn is much later. I mean, the the real the bass season hasn't really started yet. I mean, it's warm enough now that fish are moving up, fish are spawning in places, but uh, the majority of the water bodies are, are not really booming yet. So, some of the boat tournaments are done and canceled. Um, we haven't canceled any of the events in Oregon, Idaho, and Washington. Well, Washington's completely shut down because they can't even fish. Uh, but we haven't had to shut any live events down because we haven't had any yet. I got you. So, uh, our season just starts a little bit later up here because of the weather, but... Um, people are still fishing online. Um, we're talking about, I, I talked with Marvin today. Um, if you guys don't know, I, so I was running OKBF, um, and can FW and, uh, Marvin kind of took over that and he's running things now. So he's running, uh, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and then our, uh, umbrella corporation. But, uh, yeah, he said, he said people are still fishing out there. Um, it's not the, the increase that he was hoping for at this time of the year. He thought maybe, because of this that maybe other people would be getting out, but it hasn't really slacked off yet. And it's poised to be a good year out here. We've got more people every year. We've already got um, as many members that we had last year signed up already uh, for the beginning of this year. So, uh, but we're still growing out here. You know, we're talking year five right now of tournament series in the Northwest. So, uh, Explain bass
0: fishing up there to me. What? What? I mean, I'm I'm stupid. I'm down here in Arkansas. What is it? All smallies? You have smallmouth, largemouth, everything up there? What do you have going up there?
3: Yeah, we've got it all. We've got smallmouth, largemouth. We've even got a few spots. There's a couple a uh, couple lakes in Oregon that have spotted bass. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much everything you guys expect there. It's just two three months behind.
0: What's the dominant species up there?
3: I'd say dominus definitely smallmouth okay. overall. Okay. Um, I think that there's a lot of smallmouth populations that are stunted because they do, there's so many of them uh, in this kind of area. And so there are some big largemouth. I mean we get largemouths from 8 to 10 pounds. I mean you see one, you see several every year come out of here. So yeah. Yeah,
0: I uh, think I think there's a bucket list bucket list smallmouth river up there somewhere, isn't there? I've I've read about somewhere.
3: Yeah, the John Day or the yeah. um, both are uh, world-class fisheries. Also, the Columbia, which is just right up the way here, um, it's a world-class fishery and uh, wild bass. Uh, what is it? The Wild Bass Trail, or I forget the name yeah, of it. Wild no.
0: Bass or Wild Bass Bass Trail. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, they're doing one up here on the Columbia, uh, which still hasn't been canceled yet. It's a little later in the year, but um, a lot of yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff out here. Yeah. It doesn't seem like bass country, but it sure Yes, is.
0: It doesn't. <laughs> Now, Brian, out your way, you, are you guys, you're not locked down in Virginia, you can still go fish, because I still see Chase posting pictures all the time over there.
2: We can still go fishing, absolutely. I uh, I have the the honor of serving on the board for the Department of Game and Fisheries here in Virginia, and, uh, and yeah, we, there's been some sort of spot situational uh, aspects where the boat launch is tied in with like a locality, and some of those have... They've closed up due to folks not adhering to the, the guidelines, but for the most part, still wide open. Uh, lots of good fishing going on. Uh, we've, we've had a, quite a few folks show up, customers who uh, you know transition from the Glitter Boat uh, Bass Tournament Series and being like, you know, all those tournaments are shut down, so we figured we'd start kayak fishing because they're still rolling. There you uh, go. Uh, so we've gained some customers that way.
0: Okay kind of the unintended effect there um, I heard the other day like I said on a different, different podcast talking about some similar stuff that they wonder about the long term effects of this that so many more people because they have nothing else to do and they have the time are getting outdoors and fishing uh, there's a lot of like cheaper and reel combos and stuff like that that are kind of flying out of the, off the shelves in certain places uh, maybe people coming in and buying kayaks like you said Brian so that could you know kind of stoke the fire for the future of fishing in general but definitely kayak fishing
2: Absolutely.
0: Definitely. Yeah, especially with the with the youngins. All these kids are out of school for like six months, so maybe they can get some kids hooked on fishing.
1: You know that it's funny you say that. We had a we had a young sophomore on the uh, Greenbrier fishing team show up uh, at our Atkins tournament last weekend and ended up taking fifth Um, out of forty eight anglers. It's really his first time fishing a kayak tournament but he's been fishing high school bass tournaments for a year and uh, all of his teammates basically said that you know they're in for the next one so because they i mean their season's canceled right so i think there's an opportunity there you know for shops to really you know develop some communities around their just kayak fishing in general not necessarily focusing on the tournament side of things but just focusing on that you know community aspect of fishing yeah're wow. trying to keep some of these people that were we're getting in right now these yeah. new people,
0: like Brian said earlier, I think uh it was on a kind of a different spin, but there's opportunity there I mean businesses are trying to make it through this. you just got to find those opportunities in the in the struggle let's see anybody out there that's watching help us out uh, give us a share like I said, and if you got any questions for these guys, shoot it to us um, before we get out of here later on I want to mention a few tournaments that are going on out there uh, an old town teammate of mine Kwanzaa Henderson down in Florida uh, you know he's been diagnosed with cancer he's been struggling uh, there's a benefit tournament for him put on by the Florida bass paddlers on tourney X so look that up uh, get on there and, and support Kwanzaa uh, if you don't mind even if you can't fish it get on there and throw an entry fee. that'll that'll help a fellow brother kayak angler out and then also right before we came on the the kayak bass bracket thing I don't know if you've guys seen that the the uh new bracket style tournament format bump their tournament for may up to 128 because of demand so high they're going to take 128 anglers into that bracket so if you got time for that jump in there too uh chase tanner just jumped on and said i think you'll see a lot of budget friendly product moving in the immediate future there's an opportunity to grow this sport through this i think we just kind of talked about that Do you guys agree with that
1: 100 let me ask you guys: Are you guys in your in your paddle shops? Are you guys seeing more? Is it more fishing kayaks that are moving, or is it more of a? Are you seeing more recreational uh, kayaks? So, I think it's.
3: I I see both. Um, I see a lot of guys coming in. You know, we talk to stem checks a lot, but I see guys coming in that say, "Man, I've been wanting to buy a kayak for five years, and I got this check, and let's make it happen." Um, and then you got people coming in that they want to get the most out of their money and they just want to get out and have fun. So, um, I, I'm not seeing one or the other, but we may have a little different market up here.
2: No, yeah, that's very, very similar. I mean, I think if, if you've got, you know, the recreational boats, like we, we do the white, we do whitewater and canoes and, uh, stand up paddle boards and all that stuff. And so we're seeing an uptick in all of it, you know, as far as, uh, the folks who are in, have been thinking about getting into kayak fishing are now looking to to actually pull the trigger on that. And you got a lot of folks who, you know, have messaged and just said, hey, I've been thinking about getting into kayaking, uh, you know, what's the best thing for me, which is great, because then you can actually fit them like a boot and put them in the right boat instead of them getting a $200 crapshoot from down at Tractor Supply or something. So, uh, been working out real well as far as educating folks and getting more people on the water, there's been a fair bit of that recreational you know, for us we have a lot of rivers and a lot of river floating and so you get kind of that person who wants, you know, one or two rods in their kayak and they just want to cruise. And uh we've seen we've seen a lot more folks getting interested in that.
0: Hey that's awesome. Anything's gonna get people outdoors uh right now ease, ease ease the stress of what's going on, you know, maybe in their life. Uh Katie Baka always coming in clutch with the links. She just posted links to all three of your shops and also to that Kwanzaa tournament. Thanks, Katie. Always ready. Fastest uh clicker in KB Nation, I think. She's always got us hooked up on those, so thank you, Katie. Um yeah, I mean here here in Arkansas I don't know what the situation's even gonna be with outfitters and right now is time for it's you know, it's floating season. So people are wanting to get out on the rivers and do stuff anyway, and I don't know if the outfitters are out even open renting anything, so you know, there may be a lot of wreck wreck people out looking for boats just to just to have themselves.
1: Right now, the um, at least the governor here, he's discouraging those outfitters from opening right now, yeah. just because he doesn't want. I mean, we've had we've had a low number of cases comparatively speaking in the nation, and he wants to keep it that way. So he doesn't want a lot of out of state travel.
0: I always said, if anybody's floated the Elk River around here in the summer, they're immune to anything.
1: <laughs> True story. Yeah. Or the buffalo, for that matter. Yeah. But,
0: but I, I get that. I mean, that's a lot of a lot of plastic people that are sharing day after day after day. So there's hardly any way to disinfect all that. So get out and get your own. Visit one of these guys' shops and get your own. Throw it on top of your car and, and go for it.
1: Absolutely. Now, are, are you guys hearing anything more? Um, I'm curious about the other two, um, about Made in America. Is that, is that coming up?
2: No, not, I mean, not, not in any, uh, I don't, I, you know, we, we have a strong, we have some strong ties to different, uh, brands and most of them are, but, um, you know, with, the we've seen just as much volume rolling with, with, the. Uh...
0: I think we lost Brian again. He's got a little sketchy connection. It's been a little blurry, but his audio has been good um what about you aaron any made in the usa requests
3: uh are you just talking people saying that they want something that's that's come straight out of the states rather than out of country is that kind of what you're getting at or
1: yeah i mean we we've, we've had a few things in my shop about you know if they've got a brand, if they've got a preference you've got something in similar price points that they're they're wanting to know a little bit more where it's made and you know yeah,
3: I, I think there's a bit of an industry push for that because there's a lot of a lot of companies that are really pushing the fact that they are made in America, which is great. Uh, but I, I don't see a lot of a lot of that up here. Um, oh, sorry, we lost mind. That's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of people requesting like more than usual. I guess I would say. Okay. I-
0: James, you feeling that? People here in Arkansas? A little
1: bit. Waving the flag a little, a little bit? A little bit. We've 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 had some people ask for sure.
0: I know on social media you see it. I mean there's a lot of people saying, you know, it's time, buy buy American, all that kind of stuff. It's one thing to post it on Twitter, it's another thing to walk into a store and do it. So so we'll see, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean it's a, it's it's uh it's a personal quandary for me.
0: Well you got suppliers from both, I'm sure, right?
1: Um not at the moment, okay we've uh we've we've parted ways with a couple,
0: so Katie just asked a real good question she said, because of everything that's going on, do you think you'll try to shift your business to more local suppliers, for instance in the in the fishing stuff, more locally poured baits uh crank baits or you know weights, that kind of thing
1: um absolutely um, we already uh, in our tackle shop, I mean Jeff, you've been in here. We always try to support things that um, a lot of custom stuff we do custom stuff in our own at our own brand but we also do things like SheAngler custom and a few other uh, you know things you don't see when you go into Academy and dicks right
0: is that does that help you combat the Academy and dicks uh, absolutely people having that absolutely. having that difference because I know some of the SheAngler stuff is is straight up rock crawlers just painted different right stuff like that
1: uh she's now starting to get some of her own own molds and stuff but yeah i mean people like that that custom painted uh stuff that's you know made locally
0: yeah what about up your way aaron same thing
3: yeah yes and no i think that i think that people like stuff like that and they do like to to support local business but i think being up here uh just number one we don't have a lot of people that are doing it. Uh, a lot of small businesses that are pouring up here just because there's not as much industry.
2: Right.
3: Uh, so, I, you know, I can't really speak to that. But um, yeah, I mean, we, ha- we have local stuff in the shop. And obviously, if it's something we can get uh, in Seattle, we're going to do that much quicker and uh, much more
1: effective than somebody out of, out of state, but or across yeah. the country. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If we've got if we've got local guys that can keep up with stuff, absolutely we we would we would shift a lot of plastics and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, when Golden's baits, Jeff knows who you know. When Golden's baits was going, we were stocking them.
0: Yeah, yeah. They were, they were moving like hotcakes. Some things want a lot of money here for a while. Absolutely. Until you he shut her down. Uh, if anybody else that has any more questions, shoot them to us. We're not going to keep these guys very much longer. If we're going on about forty-five minutes. We've got uh, you know. I'm sure you guys have to go to work and figure this thing out uh, tomorrow and and finish up the week strong. Uh, Let's see. Katie said maybe there's more of an opportunity for uh, suppliers to get their product out. Certainly. I guess that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the things you'll see from Shimano um, because it was part of the Japanese, uh, part of their stimulus plan was that they had to move their, uh, you know, if they took stimulus money, then they had to have a five-year plan for moving their um, some of their manufacturing out of China. So you yeah. may see the turn of some some Japanese reels.
0: Yeah, I wondered how that was going to go. I mean, you know, like I said, you see on social media the big push for move move manufacturing back here, buy in America. But you know, when the rubber meets the road, will they do it? We'll see. It'd be nice to see. I'd be willing to pay. F- I'd be willing to pay a few bucks more if it was made here.
1: Absolutely
3: yeah I think we all are
0: um yeah yeah you know depending on these uh supply chains out of the country, it kind of hits you in the face when all this goes down
1: One hundred percent yeah man
3: yeah, I do you want to do I want to say thank you to Dan Arbuckle too. He was called on this, and he asked us to step in and and uh fill the spot, so I appreciate uh him looking out for us and i, I really want to say thank you for having me on this. Is,
0: something i like doing so yeah man it was fun i mean i think it's been a great conversation i think uh you know it's a little bit different topic we usually just have an angler on and talk tournaments and talk uh you know straight up kayak fishing but this is the other side of it none of us get to do any of this without you guys giving us the goods so you know it'd be be a shame not to get on here and talk about this especially at this time so you know anybody that's out there if you've got you know if you're still working or you're if you need some gear don't run down to Academy or Bass Pro if you can help it. You know, Katie put those links to these shops in there. Hit them up, help a local business, uh, or regional business, whatever it is, and help them keep on keeping on as we go through this tough time.
1: And we appreciate it. Yeah, For sure. Man.
0: Well, uh, if you guys have any, don't have anything else, we'll wrap this up here in a second. You want to give me give me your your websites and socials or media stuff real quick before we get out of here, James? What's your what's yeah your website?
1: Uh, h 24 outdoorscom outdoors everything on socials h 24 outdoors at yeah,
3: next adventure net. Um, all right, we've got uh, hashtag my next adventure is our little hashtag that we like to put out there. Um, yeah, anything you uh, Google next adventure, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, you'll find four or five pages. So awesome, out there. Well, Like I
0: said, if uh after we're done here, I'll upload this audio over the next day or two to the, to the audio podcast, and it'll be on iTunes and everywhere you can to listen to this kind of stuff. So if you guys want to share that around, that'd be great. If you are out there listening on iTunes, uh, help us out. Give our, give our podcast a review. It helps to get more listeners there. And uh, if you're out there listening, everybody stay safe as we get through this tough time, and hopefully we can all get back out to, uh, to fishing and traveling a little bit and see everybody at these, these big live tournaments uh, here in a month or two. But, gentlemen, I just want to thank you again for, for taking the time. And I feel bad for Brian. He, he had a little sketchy Skype connection there, and I tried to get him back again. It didn't work out. But we certainly thank him over at ARC for taking the time. And, uh, and Katie's done those links in there once again. So uh, thanks, gentlemen. We're going to wrap this thing up. And, and like I said, we'll talk to you all soon. And we'll be back here in a week
2: or so with another cast.
1: Appreciate you. Happy paddling.